Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. You can't tell me my family cannot go to another level in life. When I am reading what the Bible said, it said, if God is for me, who can be against me? Basically, if I'm saying that because of my family background, I will never amount to anything, or because of the mistake I've made, my son will never be, amount, never be able to amount to anything, I'm telling God, plain, plain black, you are a liar. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. And let us um, welcome our online um, viewers. Yeah. I, I like to call them family because I believe even though we are not in the same place, um, they are partners with us and they are family. They are helping, pushing this ministry around the world. So I want to thank you guys for, for your obedience, for your giving. I want to thank you guys for your prayers. As I stand before you on behalf of our pastor, Pastor Mark and Pastor Samiko, we want to thank you guys for being here with us today. And today, I want to start it out. Let us pray before we get into a word. Father, we want to thank you for this day that you have made. We want to thank you there, God, for the awareness to know that you lived in us and you are our guide and our help. We thank you, Father, for the word that is about to come forth today. As the scripture reminds us that you know what we need even before we ask. And while we are yet speaking, you will answer us. Father, as this word goes out of my mouth today, I believe that it will not return to me void, but it will accomplish all that it was sent out to do. We praise you and we honor you and we thank you for each and every one that is here and those that are listening. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Today, I think it's safe, I think it's safe enough for me to say that neither one of us are where we were a year ago. I think we all have grown in some way. I don't think none of us a year from um, like back then, when we look back on the year from today, we can see how we have grown spiritually, physically, mentally. We have grown somewhere. And as, as I was having a little conversation with my brother back there, Brother Caleb, and he was telling me about his uh, quarantine and how he has grown so much and how excited, he, how excited he was. And I could see it in him. He was so excited because he has spent his time, he has taken his time to enhance himself, whether he was reading, whatever he was doing, he has grown so somewhere in his life. And today, I want to talk about a renewed mind will change your lifestyle. And let's think about that last word, your lifestyle, not just your life. How many of you have um, got someone who have come to you in the past or recently and tell you something that happened uh, on the news? And they, I guess your reaction probably wasn't what they expected. And most times you have two reactions. You can do the, the Bill Cosby. You know, you, you guys watch the Cosby show. You can do that one. Or you can give them the home alone reaction. Ah! And, but when you have grown in life, and someone tell you about, did you hear about that shooting over in such and such place? Did you hear what this other person have done? And you say, well, 
and your reaction is not that that home alone. It's like they did you hear what I just said? Because you're saying it's like your reaction. Well, well, I guess you don't want to take it too far. And say, well, I guess he, he reap what he sow. But you know, <laughs> we know, <laughs> we know your action. You, whatever you plant, that's what you're going to reap. You try to keep it as cool as possible. But if, you, if you're not really reacting the way they want you to react, they're like, what's wrong with you? But the point is I'm trying to make, you see, when your mind is renewed, when your mind is renewed and you begin to think different, certain things does not surprise you anymore. Because most, okay, all of us, we say we're claiming we are believers. We believe in Christ. We believe that Jesus is the, the, the Son of God and we worship Christ and the Bible is our um our manual, that's where we get our um, information from, how we should live, how we should treat people. So when you read the Bible and you begin to grow spiritually, and someone come and tell you, well, did you hear about such and such? They just lost their house. Did you hear about the shooting over in Atlanta? And you begin, the reason why you, you're reacting just that cool is because your mind has already been renewed by the Word of God. In other words, you already understand what the Word of God said. It said in the last days, people are going to be disrespectful. They're going to be, they're going to be lovers of themselves. They're going to act a certain way. So if you're going to live according to the Word of God, you cannot uh, pull, uh, dilute it and say, well, I don't know what happened. You know exactly what happened. What you plant is just what you're going to reap. So your reaction to them is like, what's wrong with you? Did you hear what I just said? Because you're not reacting a certain way like, man, I don't know, those people over there, they're no good and that it's going to happen to them. You already don't know. Just like folks are blaming the government. Well, it's because of the government why we can't progress in life. It's because of this man why we can't progress in life. It's because of where I've lived. It's because of the family that, I've, that God has given me why I can't progress in life. The Bible plainly says, as a man think it is his heart, so is he. So your reaction now is not going to be the one they expect you to, to do or what they expect because your mind has been renewed. And when your mind has been renewed, it will change your whole lifestyle. I have experienced a renewed mind to the point that even when my, uh, I experienced the news that my sister, daughter passed away, and while we was yet getting ready to bury her, my, my brother-in-law passed away too, so we had to hold the funeral and prepare for the other one. I started to say, Lord, why, why, why? And then I remember, because the Bible said the Holy Spirit will remind you of the things that he told us. I said, well... It's appointed unto a man to die. Also, I'm not sure what was in his heart. Because what a man sowed, that's what you're going to reap. If you keep thinking that you're, you, uh, I heard a, a brother um, give a testimony. He said that there was a point in his life when he, get, he was at 50 years old. Somehow, for some reason, a fear began to attack his mind. He, you know, this thought began to to kind of, uh, I want to say, terror, uh, not terrorize him, but it just keep coming that he's going to die at 50 years old. Why? Because one of his, um, the brother in the family died at that age. And his mind began to, I'm going to die. I'm going to die when I reach 50. I know I don't have much time to live. And he have to change his mindset. 
he had to go back to what the word of God said. As a man thinking it is hard, so is he. And uh, uh, when you look back in the book of Genesis, when God created man, God, the, the scriptures say God breathed his breath into man. He became a living soul and God planted a garden and God put them in the garden. And God says, now be fruitful and multiply. You go be fruitful and multiply. It, ha it has already been given to man this goal or this, this, this wide range to be whatever you want. It is our mindset. The, uh, there's a, uh, one of the books that I read, and it says, when you, when you change the way you see yourself, you will change the way that you're living in. We are here to prosper, to have a good life, and to be an example. But if we don't change our mindset, because there's so much that has been given to us while we was growing. When you look at a baby, a baby, uh, when, he, when the, he or she comes into the world, it might be, you know, small. I, can't, I don't know how small a baby is, the length or whatever the case might be. But, you know, a baby, you can't walk, can't talk. Everything is, is still in that baby. Even though they can't walk, they can't talk. They can walk. But it's just a matter of time as they grow. And as they grow, now you got to teach the baby how to walk. You stand in front of the baby and you tell, come, come. And while they, they, they're going to fall, you grab that baby before it falls. And you stir them up again and you tell them to come again. But it does not mean, when you look at that baby, everything that that baby is going to grow up to be, it could be a president, it could be a lawyer, it could be a teacher, everything is already packed in there. But because you can't see it, it doesn't mean that it's not in there. And as we begin to grow, there are so many things that we have been taught. We have been taught not to do this, not to do that, to believe this and to believe that, all these different things. And as we grow, not everything that we have been taught was right. We got to admit that. Sticks and stone will break your bones. They said, words, but words can't kill you. Words can't touch you. We know that is a big lie. Uh, it has been taken out of context. We know words can destroy you. Especially, let someone in your family tell you something that is hurtful. See how long that thing will fester in your mind and you begin to, man, my own brother said that to me. I can, I, it's, it's okay if it was a stranger, but you're telling my own brother, telling me I will amount to nothing. Words will hurt you. And we grow and we believe those things. Most time we grow. And that's why when we get to a certain point in our life where we can think for ourselves, we have to now renew our minds and get rid of some things. There are so many scriptures that has been taken out of the context where people are now living their life thinking a man of God or someone who claiming to be a man of God should be broke for the rest of their life. They think that we should be sick for the rest of our lives. When God is telling us, look, he placed us in the garden and said, I want you to take care of this garden. Be fruitful, be, be fruitful and multiply, subdue, replenish. I have given you all this. You got to take it now and, and, and run with it. But if our mindset has not been renewed, to continue to think what someone said about you, that you'll never amount to anything, what will happen? You're going to amount to nothing because you believe that so much to your heart that you begin to act that way. But when you have someone who comes into your life and begin to encourage you and say, brother, I know there's greatness in you. I know you can do this. Let me show you how to do this. And you begin to hear that and you begin to listen and you begin to do what he says. Next thing you know, you, your life has evolved into something so big 
They want to know, but how come this, he came from the same family, but look at his life over here and look at the rest of them. Because this one has been pulled out and it has, he has been given something that the, other has, the others have not been given. And it changed his whole lifestyle. And that's why today I have to take responsibility for myself and my family. You can't tell me my family cannot go to another level in life. When I am reading what the Bible said, it said, if God is for me, who can be against me? Basically, if I'm saying that because of my family background, I will never amount to anything, or because of the mistake I've made, my son will never be, amount, never be able to amount to anything, I'm telling God, plain, plain black, you are a liar. Because what God is saying to me is saying to him. He's saying, if God is for him, who can stop him from progressing in life? If God is for me, who can stop me? Not even my enemy. The Bible said, I have prepared a table before you in the presence of, of the enemy. Let's go to the, I want to read this scripture in the book of John to make a point. John chapter 9, verse 18 to 25. It, it's on the screen. Oh, it, be, it will be on the screen. John chapter 9, verse 18 to 25. I'm waiting till we get it on. And then we're, uh, there we go. And it says, uh, this is the New Living Translation, it said, the Jewish leaders still refused to believe the man who uh, the man had been blind and could now see. So they called in his parents. They asked them, is this your son? Was he born blind? If so, how can he now see? His parents replied, we know this is our son and that he was born blind, but we don't know how he can see or who healed him. Ask him. He's old enough to speak for himself. 22. His parents said this because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders who, uh, who had announced that anyone saying Jesus was the Messiah would be expelled from the synagogue. 23. That's why they said he is old enough to act. He is old enough. Ask him. But verse 24 says, for Verse 24 says, so far the second time, which means that they keep pressuring this man. They called in the man, he said, who had been, they called in the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this. Because we know this man, Jesus, is a sinner. Verse 25, the man, this is the man replying now. He said, I don't know whether he's a sinner, the man replied, but I know this. I was blind. Now I can see. So you see, all the, the commotions that you all are trying to, all the dust and all the noise you all are, are, are making, I just know one thing. I don't know whether this man is a sinner or not. I don't know where he came from. I do know one thing, that I received something that I wanted. I was blind. Now I can see. And what I needed is what needed to change my life. This man was born blind. And if you go back to the, to, um, the text and you read in, the, in the, the whole chapter, the disciples was asking Jesus, what was the problem? What caused this man to be blind? And, and, uh, and, and, and Jesus told him, it wasn't their mother's sin or his sin. It was none of that. This happened so that the, the power of God can be seen in this man. Because if you, if you remember, uh, what is it? Zechariah told Jesus, he said, Master, we know that Rabbi, we know that God has sent you to teach us. 
So Jesus' whole ministry was a teaching ministry. He, his, his ministry was showing us how to live, how to operate in the Word of God, how to put the Word of God to use. And all the things that we can do, he showed us how we can open the eyes of the blind, how we can heal the sick, how we can renew those dry places, how we can, the, the, the goals and the dreams that we thought was dead, how we can revive them. Those people that tell us that we can't amount to anything, how we can override all that by our thoughts, by our action. He showed his whole ministry was a teaching ministry so that when it comes to this day, this day that we're living in, that we can handle everything. The man says, I was blind, but now I can see. Let's go to the next one. John chapter 9, verse 8 to 10 says, and this is, as I read this text, I, I was wondering, because the text never really said how, what he did once he, he received his sight. But let us think about a blind man, a beggar. He's sitting on the side of the road. He's begging wherever he was. I don't know. I don't believe anyone dressed up in a, um, in a suit, in a jacket and tie to go out and beg. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. <laughs> Can you guys imagine that? So however he was dressing, whatever clothes that he was wearing to go out and beg, whatever happened after his eyes was opened, to me it was like, I'm still wondering what happened that even the neighbors, let, let us read it first of all. He says, um, John chapter 9 verse 8 to 10 says, his neighbors and others who knew him as a blind beggar asked each other, they're asking each other. Is, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Some said he was, and others said, no, he just looks like him. How can they, how can they miss that? You passing this man every day, you know he's a beggar, you give him money. There's something that you can recognize about him. You guys have watched, um, uh, what's the show we watched there, babe? <laughs> um, my favorite show with Mr. Haney. Green Acres. Even if Mr. Haney is behind a building, you can recognize Mr. Haney's voice because he's the only one who speaks like that on that show. <laughs> so you tell, even if you didn't recognize this man from the way he was changed, you could have recognized his voice because he keeps saying, it is me, it is I. <laughs> so what, what kind of change has taken place in his life that 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 even his whole lifestyle was changed to the point that they couldn't recognize him. See, when your mind is being renewed, when your mind is being renewed, you begin to act different. You begin to see yourself different. You begin to see yourself as an overcomer. You begin to see yourself successful. You even begin to dress that way. You might not have that $5 million in the bank that you want yet. You might not have that company that you, you form as a, and you are the CEO as yet. It's not physically there outside, but because of your mindset, because your mind has been renewed, because of what you now know, because you have now been awakened to your awareness of who you are, you begin to dress that way. You begin to carry yourself that way. Even when I go to work, I drive. I drive every day, but one thing I refuse to do is to go out looking like a, um, a bomb, to go out looking like I'm begging. I don't want to go out with holes in my shirt and all that stuff. I have a profession. 
Even if you're working at McDonald's, and McDonald's is wonderful, but we just say that because, uh, I guess, because of the, the wages. But if McDonald's wasn't there, you would have you been mad because you love McDonald's food. Anyway. <laughs> so let's not tear down McDonald's. They're awesome. But even if you're working there, even if you're sweeping the street, it doesn't mean you have to go out with a hole in your shoes. When your mind has been renewed to understand that this is not where you're going to stay, but this is just a stepping stone, this is a part of your journey, you begin to carry yourself uh, where you want to be at the end of the journey. You know you started out here, you're sweeping the, 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 um, the street, but you know one day you're going to own your own business, so you begin to, you already start dressing that way. But it takes a renewed mind. A renewed mind will change your whole lifestyle. What was it about this man? That even the, those that see him every day couldn't recognize him. Listen to what it's They're asking each other, isn't this the man who used to sit and beg? Which means they understand he didn't know he used to sit and beg. Some said he was. Others said, no, he just looked like him. But the beggar keeps saying, which means that he keeps playing. It's me. <laughs> Y'all don't, don't recognize my voice. He keeps saying, yes, yes, I am the same one. Then they ask, who healed you? And the big question, what happened? Like he said, I know one thing. I was blind, but now I can see. It's like now there was a time in your life when you were thinking negative. You can see yourself getting to the next level. You can see yourself being the man that God wants you to be. But now because your mind has been renewed, you have been awakened to your truth, divine who you are, the divinity in you. The Bible said we was making the image and likeness of God. You understand, I, I, and, I and my father are one. You understand that now. You understand the power that is inside of you now. The Bible said the same power that raised Christ from the dead now lives in you. And if you look back at what the power was doing, you have access to all that. And knowing, coming to the awareness now that I have access to change my life through the way I think, my whole lifestyle has now changed. You can't tell me that I can't go forward. Yeah, I understand I am here right now. I understand that I might be rub like we said, rubbing two nickels together right now. But my mind already over there where I'm supposed to be. My mind is already over there where I want to be. My mind is already in the place that I'm going to own, own, own my own business one day. My mind is like, I'm a good man and I'm going to leave an inheritance to my children's children. But if we continue to look at where we're at, we will never get over there. Like we talked about yesterday, that quote from Martin Luther King. He said, if you can't fly... Then run. He gets down to the point that if you can't, if you can't walk, just crawl. But don't stay in the same place, because it's God's purpose for us to prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prosper. Christ Himself said, "I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly." But it takes a renewed mind to be able to grasp all that. Let's look at this quote. This next quote said, a man is literally what he thinks. His character being the complete sum of all his thoughts. You see, if, if he begins to think that he can't do it, 
he'll find himself at a standstill. He'll find himself at a place not accomplishing nothing. And man is literally what he thinks. And this, this is so powerful. And most times, as I remember, I told you guys that joke a long time ago about the man who I heard, a man who, um, he wanted to get rid of a couch. He put it outside. And he put, under, he put a note on the couch, free. Take the couch. It is free. I got another one. I don't want this one. Take it. It been sitting there for two days on his lawn. He didn't, he didn't want that stuff to be out there, you know what I mean, making this place looking all junky and all that stuff. Nobody take the couch. He went back out. He put a, a, a note out on the couch, $25. Somebody came take the couch and did not leave the $25. When it was free, they didn't want it. <laughs> and it's the same way we do in life. We do the same thing in life. I have a beautiful wife, and she's very smart. And we men, we have gotten into this thing where we think, well, we should know more than the women. We should know more than our wife. We, they, they shouldn't teach us. We, we should be the one who always had to be teaching them because it show our, uh, our manhood that we are a man, you know? And we follow that stupid advice for years. <laughs> And then we'll go out and then we'll go to some seminars and we'll go, we'll go to some things. There's times you have to go to seminars. They, they, it's good to go to seminars and, and fellowship and network with other people. But my point is, sometimes you go outside and you pay for all that when you have it right there in your house for free. Why should I go out and, 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 and try the lawn business when she was working for Panasonic, Panasonic before. She knew all about business. She been in business. She run her business. You know, why should I go out and pay for that when I could have it for free? So the point is, as the Bible says, as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. Because it is so simple, most people don't want to, they don't want to do it that way. They want to do it the hard way. Like a man says, if you don't work, you don't eat. Then you go out and you start to kill yourself. You, you, you find every... I, there was a time I had like three jobs. Seriously. But I find out that didn't work because what I was trying to do, it never, <laughs> it never helped me. <laughs> so I went back down to one. That was a long time ago before I married more. I went back to one job and I was very effective. <laughs> I was just trying to save some money to buy a car. But I figured, well, if I get another job, and then, well, I had two jobs. One started out full, one was full-time, the other one started out a part-time, but end up being a full-time job. You were supposed to work about four to um, six hours, you end up working eight hours, and both jobs. So I find out now that every time I try to save some money to put towards a car, I had to put it towards a bill. I say, you know what, this ain't working out, I'm going back to the one job. <laughs> and it works fine. It works fine. I mean, if a man could do two jobs, that's fine. But you see, our mind is one of the most important things that we have. And if you look at a child, if you really want to get a child um, messed up, which we don't want to, this is just a point. You got to get that child when they are young and begin to plant those seeds in their mind. Because when the, the, you heard the, the phrase, bend the tree while it's young, this is real. If you ever work in any kind of agriculture background, this is real. You try to bend a tree when it's older, it's going to break. You got a small tree and you bend it, it will go wherever you want it to go. 
I've known because I, I, we had farms. We work in farms. You catch, you, you catch the tree when it's young, you can let them do, you can make them do anything. But a grown man, most time is like, uh, whether you tell them the truth or not, I don't want to hear that. And then, you know, a child is like, and then you put a little candy to that, they do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. So we're still talking about the renewed mind. <laughs> okay. First Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says, and that's why I love Kingdom Rock. We have fun all the time every Sunday. I thank God for our pastor, Pastor Mark. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we, we love learning and having fun at the same time. And that's what we do here. You hear many times you see him try to kick out the foot, you know. <laughs> he does that. But we have fun. He brings the word. It's real. It's rich. And we all have a good time. But 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says, When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. It's not when your mind has been renewed. The things that you used to do, you don't want to do them anymore. The places you used to go, you don't want to go anymore. The things you used to hear. I used to love um, horror movies. But my mind has been renewed now. It's like, I understand that my mind is like a, the garden, God's garden. And whatever I plant in there, that's what I'm going to see. There's times I had some sleepless nights because the seed that I was planting watching those movies. So I had to get rid of all those horror movies. See, when I was a child, I understand as a child. I, I do it. I did things as a child. Now I've grown. Now that my mind has been renewed, I don't do that anymore. I saved that. For the word of God, I save that for positive words, things that would edify, things that would grow, things that would help me to grow so that I can help other people and not just putting all that crazy stuff in my mind. I don't even like to hear, I don't even like movies with a lot of cursing in there. Honestly, I don't, I don't have anything against the, the brothers or sisters who do it, but it, to me, if you hear it repetitively, some, somewhere you're going to be thinking about it. And you gotta be what you gotta be careful how you're being squeezed because what's on the inside will come out on the outside. <laughs> and we heard it recently. Lord forgive us. Let's leave it there. <clears throat> so you got to be mindful what you're planting in your mind. Because your mind is like a garden. And it's so it, it is so true. The word of the word of God said, What you sow is what you're gonna reap. And we have heard that so many times on the flip side, like on the negative side, okay, what you saw, what you're going to reap. You see what you just did to that man? That's what's going to come back to you. But it's also on the good side. When you sow good seed, you're going to reap good harvest. When you do good things for others, because there's people I've heard that says, look, uh, don't give it to that one over there. He never, he don't want to do anything for anyone. He always, he's stingy. He, he's all for himself. Give it to that one over there because he always helping someone else. So you see, whatever you sow is what you're going to reap. And we are the one who is molding and shaping our lives. We are the ones. See, God has given us the tools. It's just like you go to, to Home Depot and you, bought, you, bought, you buy a shovel. The tool is there, but you're the one who dig in the hole. The tool is there, but you're the one who is using it to benefit you. God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness. He has given us his word. He has shown us. The Bible said the word has became flesh and dwell amongst us. The word came and he showed us how to live. 
He shows us how to prosper even in dry times, even in hard times. The, he, the scripture reminds us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. So why are times, why like today, we are so afraid that if the economy starts shifting, that our portion is going to be reduced? Our portion will never reduce. God is infinite and his resource is, is inexhaustible. You can never outdo, outuse what God has. It can never done. And he promised to supply all of your needs according to his riches and in, in, in glory through Christ Jesus. There was never a time the Bible said when you get to 50 years old, you got to start cutting back. The Bible never said that. We all have wisdom to use what we have. And the Bible says, ask and it shall be given. Even, even if you're 100 years old, when you ask, it will be given to you still. He never stopped. He never rushed Russian anything and said, well, because you get to a certain age now, this is all you can have. You might want to be a blessing to someone else. You might want to help someone else to get to another level, and you ask, Lord, bless me so I can be a blessing to someone else. And even in that, you now have become a, like a, a, an example. You have become an example. Someone is watching you, watching what you're doing. So why would God want to cut back and you being uh, an example for someone else so that they can have a prosperous life? But the mind has to be shifted. We have to know who we are. When we begin to understand who we truly are, not just, I, I, I can see your facial every day. I see you, I know who you are through that because that's the way we identify each other here on earth. But your true self is your divine self. The Bible said man is a spirit. He have a soul and he live in a body. When you understand who you are, it makes a difference. It will change your whole lifestyle, not just your life. When I look at change your lifestyle, changing your life is if you were stealing, you stop stealing, okay. But when you say change your lifestyle, you stop stealing now, but now you're being so productive that you're now helping others. You're working, you're helping others, you're doing things, you want to see others progress in life. It will change your whole lifestyle. Romans 12 and 2 says, and this is one that we use all the time. It said, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into the new person by changing the way you think. You see that? The thinking. By the way we think. Thinking is, is it, 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 comes, it becomes a reality. As you think, so are you. It transforms you into that person. And as we close for today, and we'll pick it up next time, but I just want to say a renewed mind will change your whole lifestyle. It will keep you from being transformed, keep you from being conformed to this world, keep you from thinking that if you give, you're going to run out or you're going to need it down the road and then you're going to stop giving. It's going to keep you. From progressing in life, it'll keep you from being that man that God, God, every man, every one of us in here have greatness in us. Every one of us in here have a great destiny that we can reach. Every one of us. But if we begin to think about ourselves, that and we begin to compare ourselves to the past, our, our family background, our great, great, great grandma way back there, 
we will never achieve that goal. And achieving that goal is not just for ourselves, but it is also to be an example to someone else. Because when someone's seeing you, what comes out of your mouth or what you're doing, it will probably pull them out from where they are and help them to progress in life. And that's what we're supposed to do. That's what we're supposed to do. And as we close today, I want to thank Pastor Mark and Pastor Mika for giving me the opportunity to come before you guys and to share with you what I've been learning, what I've been studying. And I thank God for the, the desire to want to progress in life, not just to be the same old. Because when we look back over, over our life right now, none of us are the same a year that passed. We, today, we have grown spiritually, physically, mentally, and financially. We have grown somewhere in our life. And the reason why we have grown is because our mind has been renewed. There's something. It could be an event. It could be something that we have read that have changed us, that have touched us in some way that has helped us to get to where we are today. That we want to say, as Martin Luther King says, even if you can't crawl, even if you can't walk, crawl, but keep moving forward. Don't stay where you at because you were destined to replenish, to be fruitful, to multiply and subdue this earth. Don't let anyone stop you. Amen. 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 And as we wait for Pastor Mark to come with his <laughs> Let's go give God. <laughs> well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.